So again, I want to say thank you all for coming. And also, I hope that you are thanking yourselves for coming. That um, just the fact that you're here means that you are taking yourself as a priority. Yeah, that you're doing something that um, is really focused on self-help, self-care, self-love. We're allowing ourselves to be selfish, completely selfish in this room, right? We're just, I need this space and this time for me. A lot of people have trouble setting those boundaries or taking themselves as the priority to come and sit together in a room doing nothing for an hour. Um, so yeah, just first of all, I want to acknowledge that, that, that not everybody would come into this room, especially those of you who have no experience meditating. Um, I have over the years realized that that's a very brave thing to do. It takes a lot of courage. Again, there's a lot of people who are very afraid to have to confront their own minds. There's people that are afraid to stop and to just feel whatever's going on inside and have to deal and look at, look at that. So um, yeah, just to say again, thank you, and it's great that you're doing this for yourself. Um, through listening to what some of you had said and why you're here, it seems like the word stress is a recurring one. Um, raise your hand if you feel a lot of stress in your day-to-day -day life, just to give a visual of that. Okay, every single hand. So that is a combination of things. One of those things is the fact that we live in a stressful world. Uh, one could even say an, an, an ever-increasing stressful world. Um, and now that we have our phones and our TVs and the computers, the stress can just come right in constantly. Uh, I have an Alexa, and now she even like talks to me, so it's like it's everywhere. And um, and it's you know more and more important, and I would even say urgent, for us to start finding ways to to manage that stress, to find our balance, to reconnect. Um, meditation, I like to say it's it's only half of the practice. Meditation is training the mind, it's looking at the mind, it's feeling the mind and understanding. And simultaneously, you know, if you think about it, we're in this class for one hour a week, right? And then you're back out in the world doing whatever it is that you're doing. If you, for instance, are in your daily life, um, angry or hurt or fighting people or running around and anxious and there's all this stuff going on and then you come and you sit down in this class for one hour I would say first of all that's similar to kind of like putting a drop of water you know in the desert it just kind of goes you know it's like a nice effort um, but ultimately um, you know, it's not going to be really what causes, I would say, deeper and more fundamental changes in what's going on with all of us, with all of you. So what we really need to look at, um, if we were to say, for instance, that meditation can be also likened to, to putting out a fire, right? And that fire we can call stress, that fire we can call anxiety, some burning emotional or mental thing in you, right? And meditation can kind of calm that down. I promise you that you know we will get increasingly calm, and especially as this class goes on, for those of you that are able to come to all of them, you 100% guaranteed will 
feel and notice the results, right? That it is something that you learn, like any other skill that we partake in. The more that you practice it, the more you become familiar with it. That your brain starts to rewire a little bit, your mind starts to get how it works, right? So it starts to make sense. But putting out fires constantly is both a little bit exhausting and also it's a little bit, I don't even know how to say it, maybe like fruitless in a way. Because eventually once you put out enough fires, you're going to start to ask, well, why do these fires keep starting? Yeah, how do I stop these fires from starting? And that's when meditation also bleeds deeper into the mind, deeper into our daily life. It slowly starts to force us to look at ourselves, to confront ourselves in deeper ways, to change our habitual way of responding to things, our habitual belief system, our habitual ways of kind of being and doing and living life. That, um, you know, if you feel stressed all the time, I would ask you, why? You know, you said like you have a stressful job, okay, but why does that job create stress, for instance, right? That um, if we each look individually at our lives and we say there's stress and I say why, a lot of us might immediately jump to the external, right? Well, it's these situations or it's these people or it's these, these other things in my life that are stressing me out, that are creating stress in me. But, um, but that's kind of disempowering. And it's kind of keeping us in a place where we're still not really looking inwardly. We're still not really understanding what's causing this. If you took a meditation master and you put them in your job or in your relationship or in America right now, um, would they be as stressed as you are, you know, in the exact same situation? And the answer is probably not. Because meditation, it teaches you to change your relationship to what's going on around you, to maybe be less reactive to things, maybe to not let other people's expectations or your own expectations kind of push you or nag at you. It starts to show you that maybe we're judging ourselves too much. Right, that we expect too much, but also we, we're afraid of judgments of other people as well. Or we're taught that if we don't achieve something, if we don't perform a function well, if I'm not a good mother or a good wife or a good worker or a good, my function, my function is not being performed, then I don't have any value as a person, so I need to really make sure that I'm doing a good job. Um, or are we struggling to put food on the table and survive? And there's the financial thing. And so, you know, we really need to start looking at what is under the surface. What are the mechanisms? What are the mechanisms that are actually creating that, that stress, that busyness, um, those disruptive and disturbing mind states in us? And that's something that. Um, through reflection, you'll be able to uncover and also just through this meditation. Because, especially for those of you that have no kind of practice meditating, but even those of us who are, you know, seasoned meditators, 
we'll notice that as we practice, as we sit and we breathe and we relax, the mind gets pulled into different places. It gets pulled into stories, um, things that are emotionally triggering for us, things we haven't accomplished so like our worries, right, or our shopping lists, and oh yeah, it's tax season, crap, I forgot, and all the different things that we have to do, and oh yeah, I had that argument with somebody, and oh yeah, I forgot to write that email, and that it starts to pull our mind, right, or we'll be sitting here, and we'll just start remembering things that happened like 10 years ago to us for some reason, and, or we'll start thinking about, you know, well, what am I gonna do next year, and where's my life going, and what's this all about, you know? So that our mind just gets pulled in a, a thousand directions, as they say, right? The mind can go in a thousand directions. That we get pulled by all these different things out of this moment. We keep getting pulled away, pulled away, pulled away. Yeah, and then you're going to notice that you got pulled away and you're going to return. And then you're going to get pulled away again and then you're going to return. And then you get pulled away again and you return. And that's what meditation is going to be for you for a while. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. But there's a lot of little hacks to that. There's a lot of shortcuts. There's a lot of understandings that if you understand why that's happening, if you understand those mechanisms, um, you, can, you can get through that process much quicker. That when you do start to sit, you can just drop into kind of more peaceful, more relaxing states in a quicker way. So, one of those things to look at, it's, it's similar to what I was saying before, but it's like, um, you know, for people that say that they can't meditate, right, or that they're like hopeless, right, that they, I can't meditate, um, the reason that they feel like they can't meditate is because when they sit, their mind is still racing, it's still going everywhere. I would say to somebody like that, well, what are you doing in your daily life? how do you relate to your world in a daily life that when you sit down to meditate, your mind is running all over the place? So what we'll start to see is that in these little you know, snippets, these little half-hour meditations that we do, um, it's kind of like watching your internal world for maybe the first time versus reacting and living out of that world. So another way to say that would be, like if I just had an argument with my good friend before this meditation, and then I sat down and closed my eyes, what do you think I'd be thinking about? Right? So whatever happens outside of this room is going to affect everything that's happening inside of this room. That all of the things in your life that you have not resolved, all of the things in your life that you're still working on, that stuff's going to be tugging at you, asking for resolution, asking to be seen, asking to be acknowledged, asking to be looked at and listened to. Right? And I can say, so part of my story is that I was a Buddhist monk. I was in a monastery for eight years. So like my whole 20s was in robes in a monastery was not meditating that whole time, but there were chunks of time that we did meditate. And especially when I was just beginning to meditate, I can tell you that you know the very first retreat that I did, it was my first year in the monastery. Um, it was, I think, like a four, maybe a four-day retreat, four or five days. And we would sit for 
I think it was like you'd sit for 45 minutes or you'd sit for an hour or something like this and then we'd walk. We'd do walking meditation for 10 minutes and then we'd have a break. Then we'd sit for an hour, then walk, then have a break, then sit, then walk, then have a break. So there was multiple sitting sessions throughout the day. And um, on that first retreat, I, I remember that the entire four days for me was just sitting there remembering my entire life. It was just like every possible thing things that I had forgotten, things that I wasn't even interested to think about right now, they were just charging in, demanding that I give them attention, demanding to be seen. And I realized, you know, meditation, it's not about pushing the mind away, right? It's not about like locking things up in a box and tossing them out. It's actually the exact opposite. It's starting to open up. It's starting to allow ourselves to feel again allowing ourselves to start to acknowledge life again. You know, if something's painful, we don't want to push it down. We want to actually allow it to come up in an environment that makes sense, of course, right? You don't want painful stuff to come up like in the wrong space. But, um, but you allow things to come up and you look at it and you feel it and you allow it to be resolved and transformed and then you allow yourself to become free of it, right? Or then the next thing comes in, I'm worried. You know, and then I look at what is that worry? Why? What's going on with that? Starting to understand it, change my relationship, and then be free of that mechanism. So it's almost like if you uh, have your computer running and you have all these different programs running on your computer, it slows the computer down. It starts to kind of bog the computer down because there's all these programs running and they're not really helping the computer. So what you have to do is you have to start finding those programs and one by one shutting them down, turning them off and slowly the computer starts running op optimally again, so to say, right? Like your iPhone, you have to close all the programs, right? So we're very much the same way is that we have all of these programs in us, all of this conditioning, behavioral conditioning that comes from our parents, right? Or our ancestors, like our, our lineage from our country, our culture, our friends, that a lot of us are conditioned to behave in certain ways that we think are proper or correct, or even they're just survival mechanisms that just continued running and never got double checked. And, um, and meditation, it's going to slowly give you that chance to, to clean yourself out, to start really transforming yourself on a really deep level. So that's kind of the bigger picture of what all this is about. I know some of you are hearing this and it's like, oh my God, it's like I'm in therapy now or something, right? It's like suddenly, you know, we're sitting here and now he's talking about all of my childhood problems and I just wanted to like learn to breathe or something, right? Um, whatever you want to get out of this, that's what you can get out of this. So whatever you want this to be about, if you just want to learn how to sit and breathe, that's what you can get. Uh, I just feel that it would be, you know, disingenuous to my own journey and to what I've learned and also what I'm able to help you guys see to not mention that this process, it's so, vast and all-encompassing that when you meditate it can really shift and transform your entire life and that's not like putting it you know it's not exaggerating that it can really shift and change your whole life because your mind is at the center of your life everything that you experience is inside of your mind yeah even all of your feelings if I yell at you guys and I call you names and you get all angry, 
and I say, you know, well, what's, why are you angry? And you're like, Seth, you made me angry. You did it. And I'd say, yeah, but where's that feeling? Right? That feeling's not in me, it's in you. That you are the one that's feeling your own feelings. You are the one that's thinking your own thoughts. You are the one seeing through your eyes and hearing through your ears. If you have pain in your body, you're the one feeling that. So all of that happens your entire life. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about it, but your entire life has only existed within your own mind. Yeah, because you're not even seeing me, you're just seeing what your eyes are seeing. Right? You're not even hearing my voice. You're hearing uh, your brain's interpretation of the sound. That we're always just in our own mind. And when you meditate and you start really focusing and working directly with the mind, suddenly it changes everything. Yeah, it changes the way that you live your life, the way that you react to life, the quality of your life, your experience, your presence in life, right? So it's, it's you know, far-reaching in terms of it can affect every single aspect of your life all at once. And again, that's just up to you. It's up to how much you want to let that in or what you want to use it for. So that's just kind of like the bigger picture to overwhelm you with a little bit. So I hope that was good. Um, for the meditation today, so we'll, we'll start meditating in a few moments. So for those of you that have never meditated before, or even those of you that have meditated before, um, I'll still just give you a couple pointers as to what exactly this is, what we're doing. Again, every class I'll be giving another talk. So some classes I'll be going more into the actual mechanisms of meditation. Some of the talks will be more about dealing with different like I was saying before, like emotional or behavioral conditioning that can kind of knock you out of the meditation. Um, so over the course of this you know, series, I'll be hitting on a lot of different things and, and coming at it from many different angles. But, um, but just for today, I think the most simple way to start talking about meditation is that meditation, it's about um, concentrating the mind. But when we're sitting, especially here in a school classroom, right? Schools have, um, I would say, the wrong understanding of concentration. So concentration is not about forcing your mind to pay attention to something, right? It's not about forcing yourself. Concentration, just as the word, what it means is it, it's a gathering process, right? So when the mind is concentrated, it's gathered together in one place. So gathered together means if I'm sitting here, I'm just here, I'm not somewhere else. I'm just here, I'm present, the mind is concentrated. So if you're trying to force your mind to concentrate, if you're sitting there and having thoughts and trying to force yourself to stop thinking, or you're having pain, you're trying to force that away, you're going to war with yourself. And if you came to this room to find peace, you're not going to get peace by creating war in yourself. So it's almost like one of the most basic and important rules of meditation is that you really need to be kind and gentle to yourself. You really have to make peace. Yeah, you're not going to have like an amazing meditation every time, that doesn't matter. This isn't a result-based practice. It's about learning a process that'll slowly start to give you results but it's about focusing on the process of meditation, the process of collecting the mind, of focusing the mind. And for today's meditation, I want to start with, um, so when we talk about like gross and subtle, 
the grossest aspect of the mind from gross and subtle would be our body the feeling of the body right so the feeling of the body that's I would say it's like the grossest it's the material right our mind is made up of mentality and materiality right that's why we can like move and think and feel is because there's all this mentality going on inside of there but then there's also this physical material level of the body and one really really easy basic way to meditate to start the meditation practice is to come back to the body the feeling of your body yeah to feel your body sitting here to feel your body breathing to scan through the body in sections, to relax the body in sections. If you think about it, all of your problems, all of your stress, they exist on the mental level. All of your stress, it's stories. Yeah, it's emotions and stories. That's all mental stuff. So if you can just stay present with your body, if you can just sit and feel your body sitting here, you're kind of just jumping that whole process of trying to figure out your whole life, you know? You're able just to feel the feeling of my foot sitting here, right? the feeling of my hands here, the feeling of my breathing. That's happening right here, right now. Yeah, so that's just a really basic and easy way to start meditating. Yeah, and I'll, that's just for today. We'll go into other things later. But just for today, to start connecting to our body awareness, to feel the body sitting here, Anytime the mind runs off, no problem, but just returning to the body, sitting here, starting to feel safe in the body, relaxed in the body. Yeah, today I spent five hours walking around in the fells, in the forest. Yeah, just being in my body with the sun on me, right? And the whole time I was so awake and it felt so great. And I was like, ah, wow, you know, because I was just present in the body because it feels good. So that's also what we have to notice is that when something feels good, the mind is attracted to it. If something feels bad, the mind flees, wants to run away. Yeah, so if you notice that your mind is always running away, if your mind is constantly escaping, it means that you haven't really made peace with this moment, is that you think there's something wrong with right here, right now, or that there's something better somewhere else. And to find that balance, to not try to get away from here, to really just feel good, to feel comfortable, to feel safe, to feel relaxed. It'll assist, it'll allow the mind just to remain here, not to need to go anywhere else. So for the meditation today, I would say that we begin by sitting in a position that feels comfortable and stable for you. So for everybody, that'll be different. Like I said, there's blankets and things. You can, you can stack them up. You can sit higher. Um, I prefer sitting like this, you know, with this cross legs, one leg over the other. This took me years to be able to sit like this comfortably. Um, so I even started when I very, you know, originally started meditating. I actually sat like this. So I sat kind of like on my knees. Um, this was like my most comfortable position. But it's also important to sit like this, that you're sitting up a little bit. So you want to get some blankets and kind of lift yourself up, right? And that's a really comfortable and easy way. Also, for those of you sitting in chairs, so there's nothing wrong with sitting in a chair. Uh, it's not like you can't meditate in a chair, but you can meditate on the floor. It's all, you know, <coughs> it's all the same. 
So really just finding for yourself what feels comfortable, what you need. And, um, and also knowing that there is potentially no 100% comfortable position for you. Yeah, so that's like a big revelation as to not sit there like fidgeting for the whole time and then leaving saying I couldn't get comfortable. To also sometimes just say like, yeah, you know, this is a human body, it has limitations. We're all getting up there in years together, right? That sometimes it just, the body is just uncomfortable and sometimes we just have to let it go and say, okay, you know, I've done my best, but uh, you know, now I'm just gonna be with it and not try to change it anymore. So again, this is an experiment. Each class, we'll play with it more. I can give you some tips also on how to sit as time goes on. So don't put too much on it today, how it works for you. Just try something out and take it from there. So sit in a way that feels comfortable and feels stable, that's upright. That helps to keep a straighter back, so to say, to kind of keep the chest up a little bit, to stay up a little bit. When you're ready, you can close your eyes. 